guys, welcome to Valid Thoughts, the podcast where we talk to friends and family about the concept of homeland, language, and belonging. Enjoy today's conversation and remember our thoughts are valid. My name is S and um, today is exciting because today is 4th of July 2020 and Episode zero, the trailer of Valetots has been launched and uh, basically Valetots is with you guys in the world. And um, it's such a big step to actually get there. So um, today I'm also recording with Jide. Um, Jide is my friend. Sometimes Jide is also my cousin, depending on who I'm speaking to. And um, yeah, so I'm just really excited. So the way we usually do this is like Jide... Just introduce yourself the way you want to be introduced, like the way you want people to get to know you. All right. So my my name is Jide, as I said. Um, I well, most of my life I've been called Jide, but my my full name is Baba Jide. Um, I grew up in Ibadan, Nigeria, in the southern part of Nigeria, and uh, I've been living in Germany for um, um, eleven, close to twelve years. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. that's basically. That's that's you. That's you. Yes. Yes. Okay. So um, I usually like to start with um, you know like back in the days, like growing up. So you say you already you said you already said like you grew up in Nigeria in Ibadan. Yes. Yeah. So can you tell us a bit about Ibadan? Where is Ibadan? What is Ibadan like? What's childhood? What was childhood like for you? Um, just give us a bit of insight. Well, for me, Ibadan is my home. Is is where I spend most of my childhood. My 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 youth life or my my teenage years um Ibadan is where my family lives where my i spend most of my time when i when i go back to nigeria mm-hmm. um Ibadan is the mega city with with a lot, a lot a lot of stories to tell a lot of culture a lot of people um Ibadan is for me the um stress or let's say stress freer version of Lagos. Okay. Um so you know I like I said I grew up in Ibadan so going to school was actually stressful for stressless for me I would um, actually travel uh, 30 minutes with a bus and I would walk 15 minutes from the bus station to the school mm-hmm. um, and it was almost the same thing every day, you know. And uh, Okay, do you have like one story like that can, that comes to your mind when you say like your brother is for your home, it's better, it was like where you also like attach a lot of things, like one thing, one significant thing that comes to your mind? Yes, yes. Um, I grew up in Malete, mm-hmm. so which is like, a, I wouldn't know, I think it's more of a the southwestern part of Ibadan. And um, when we first moved there, we moved into a house. I remember that I... Wait, wait, wait. You moved from where? Oh, yeah. Well, we, we moved from... Um... Okay. Now yeah, yeah, now yeah. Exactly, exactly. Some background information. <laughs> so I was born in Kaduna. Uh-huh. And uh, the first seven years of my life, I spent in Kaduna. So um, uh, then we moved to Ibadan. We lived in a small place. Uh, it's around. It's called Academy. It's uh, it's very small. Um, yeah, I I know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then from Academy, we moved to Malete. Yeah. Uh, where we stayed, like where we're yeah. still staying, you know. And um, I remember when we first moved in there, we had neighbors already. Like my dad had already, um, you know, um, given out most of the apartments to some people. So you guys own you guys own the house. Yes, exactly. Yeah. We we my dad bought the house. It was mm-hmm. like beat. Then he bought the refurbished it. Yeah. And um. We moved in. Then I remember there was this boy, this young boy downstairs. I was upstairs, you know, I was trying to like check what kind of neighborhood we just moved yeah. into. And this boy was just looking at me and um, he was like, yeah, come downstairs. You know, he was just signaling with his hands yeah. for me to come downstairs and play with him. And I went downstairs. I can remember that day um, because I don't know, ever since then we've been good friends, you know, and we, we, we were friends till I left Germany. And even after like, Till today, we still talk. Yeah. Com- well, you can't compare it to back in the days yeah. when we had much time and much uh, um, resources to talk or things to talk about. Yeah. But basically, um, I, I always think of this very moment because um, that was actually one of the f- very few friends I had growing up. Mm-hmm. And this very particular moment when we met, it, I just, yeah, kind of, it's kind of stuck with me, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's nice. So, yeah, I mean, you already said, like, you were born in Kaduna. So, your parents are, your parents are Yoruba, both yes. of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know the reason why my dad moved to Kaduna. Kaduna. Um, well, I know he was a teacher. 
and he, yeah. he actually served in Kaduna. Ah, so okay. I think for that reason, yeah. he got a job yeah, in Kaduna. Yeah, then stayed um, back. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So when he came to Ibadan to visit grandma, mm-hmm. his dad, his mom, um, that was how somehow my mom was having her internship in Ibadan. Okay. So they met and then she, she later moved to, to Kaduna with him or to yeah. him. And then, yeah, we came to life, the children, I have four siblings. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were all born in Ibadan, in Kaduna rather, but... No, my the, the, my brother who is the first one was born in Ibadan. Okay. okay. Um, but the rest of us were born in Kaduna. Okay. So like I said, nineteen ninety seven we moved to Ibadan and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but they're actually both from Ijebu. They're both okay. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so they because of the fact that they spent a lot of years in, in Kaduna, they actually are fluent with um Hausa. Ah, cool. Um I used to be as well because yeah. like the first seven yeah. years of my life was yeah. in Kaduna, but now it's like everything is gone because yeah. I haven't spoken the language in a long time. Yeah. Um so I more of speak Yoruba because you mm. know, after my seventh year we we moved to a place where we spoke Yoruba yeah. rather than Hausa. So yeah. So, um, do you remember a bit of like what growing up in the north was like? And do you know what made your parents move back to Ibadan? Was it like they wanted to settle down also because the family was there anyway? Or did it like, like any other reasons? And I mean, just generally, if you can remember anything from from growing up in Kaduna. Um, I can remember vividly when, when we were in Kaduna, there was this neighbor of us. He was a friend of my dad. Um, he had a pickup. Mm-hmm. So he would drive um, from his home. He would pass in front of our house. So on his way to, cause um, I think he was working. He was bringing his son to the school. Mm-hmm. So the pickup, like the the back, um, the, yeah, the, it was yeah. empty. Yeah. So he would actually people would actually start jumping on the pickup. You know while yeah, he was driving. Sure. <laughs> so it used to be fun. You know my mom would just carry me and you know oh, just really? carry me and just drop me like <laughs> throw me on the pickup. You know but it, I mean he wasn't driving fast. Yeah, yeah. So um, we, 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 it was easy for us to just yeah. jump on the pickup yeah. and um, move along with him. And um, I can remember that very very fun. It used to be fun. You know jumping on this pickup and uh, oh yeah we made it and uh, <laughs> and I could remember me speaking house as well. But it's been a long time. Okay. I think I was three yeah. four years old. What I could also remember is me playing around with with my friends back in the days. I remember one of our neighbors had um a monkey. Wow. Yeah. As yeah. a pet. Yeah. Uh, well, like a house pet. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like it wasn't in the house, house but it was pet. like a, okay. in the compound. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I could remember we always played with the monkey, and ever since then I always wished I had a monkey. Really. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's <laughs> when I was young, you know. And uh, what do I also remember? Um. I remember when we were moving from Ibadan, Kaduna to Ibadan. I remember um, on the highway, one of the the um, the leads of the the things we caught, we, we parked, mm-hmm. like it um, fell off or it flew away. Oh, wow. So my, we had to stop. Yeah. And my dad had to run. I don't know, like five hundred meters back to yeah. pick up the lead, and it was very cooler. Yeah. Um, I remembered we sleeping on the road because it it took us three days. The journey from yeah. Kaduna, normally here in Germany, you would spend yeah. maybe like four or five hours. Yeah. Well, you, it took us like three days, you know, and uh, at night we would sleep, sleep over, then in the morning we'd start driving again. Yeah. Um, why did we move away from Kaduna? Um, it was basically because we were Christians, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, Kaduna is mostly or vastly um, populated by Muslims. So there was this period where um, they were, were kind of like chasing out um, Christians. Christians out of their out of their um, their states their yeah. homes so um, before it got worse we decided to move to away leave. and yeah well because family was in Ibadan my yeah. grandma was in Ibadan and all my dad's brothers were in Ibadan so it was actually I mean it was obvious for us or it was kind of like um, legitimate, legitimate for us to move to Ibadan so mm. that was actually one of the reasons or at least this this is the reason I stick to ever yeah, since then yeah, you know yeah. I mean my okay so then you moved to Ibadan and then you basically had like you know like you were growing up in Ibadan living the life the baby boy life <laughs> <laughs> It was it was it was really a baby boy life because you know you had no responsibility all you had to do was just go to school, yeah. um, pass your exams and uh, chill. You know, mm. I can remember when I was when I was growing up, I I would come back from school, um, I wouldn't even do my assignments. I would just go out on the street with with my friends. Mm. Uh, we would go to a stream. We would catch fishes or you know just play uh, around. Uh, what do you go catch fishes? Uh we had like a small stream back then. We would just go there. And Is it still there? I wouldn't know. It's been a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it was it was fun. It was fun. I didn't have any 
any problems, any any issues to tackle. Yeah. I didn't have any bills to pay. Yeah. Um, no responsibilities. Uh, and then you talked about earlier, like, okay, uh, in Ibadan, and then um, going to Lagos. So what did you go do in Lagos? Well, I, I or what def- moved you? Like, maybe like you need to go to the big city, big city life, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, the first time I went to Lagos was in year 2000. That was when my, my, my cousin... She got married and she just got her baby. Wow. Like the first time you ever went yes. to Lagos yes. was 20 years ago. Exactly 20 yeah. years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she got her baby. Wait, so she how needed... old are you now? I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years old. So actually like you I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, no comments on that. Um, like I said, I was 10 years old and then... Um, she needed some help. Or oh, actually, yeah, we were on holiday and um, I was like, I just wanted to go somewhere. I don't know whose idea it was. But mm-hmm. anyway, I found myself in Lagos and it was very exciting for yeah. me because, you know, you know, Lagos, oh my God, you've been here of Lagos. Yeah. Your cousins would come to you back from Lagos. You know, they'd be like, yeah, big we're boys. from Lagos, big boys and big girls and stuff. <laughs> so I always admired them and I went to Lagos. That was my first time, 2000. I stayed with them for, I think, two weeks because, you know, it was on holiday. Then 2006, like six years later, I actually moved to Lagos for a year because I, I was learning German. Mm. Um, and the, the only um, certified German school I knew back then was, was the Goethe Institute mm. and it was in Lagos. Mm. So I had to move to Lagos because, yeah. you know, traveling from Ibadan to Lagos every day wasn't question. So I had to move into this cousin's place, you know, that yeah. I had, um, ah, okay. you know, I stayed with um, when, I, when I was there for the first time. Yeah. And I was with her for a year. So I was helping her out with her shop. Like, you know, after school. I would, oh, really? Um, yeah, she had, a, she had a boutique shop. Yeah. So um, I, and I had to go to school three times in a week. A week, yeah. Yeah, so the other two days I was actually helping out, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just me just there. Um, yeah. And mostly there wasn't much to be done, so I would just sit down and you know learn German, practice yeah, German, yeah. read some articles in German. Yeah. With, oh, I always had my I always had my my dictionary with me. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, that's that's basically my life in 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 Lagos. And on weekends we would go to church because the my cousin's husband was um, a pastor. Mm-hmm. So on Saturdays was also like we spent it spent it in in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, well, I didn't make a lot of friends. Well, some few friends I made back in Lagos were actually from church. So okay. from school, well, I mean, from school, we, we everybody lived far away from each other. Yeah. So you couldn't just go and visit them or you couldn't just go spend some time with your friends from school. Um, so most of the friends I actually knew or made back then were, were from church. Church, okay. Yeah. I mean, Lagos was okay-ish. It was stressful, uh-huh. you know, because I had to travel from the from the mainland to the island every day. So why were you staying on the mainland? I was staying at Surulere. Surulere. <laughs> Surulere. Exactly. Yeah, but Surulere um, is a cool neighborhood, though. It is, it is. Yeah. I mean, he, he was, he was, everybody was nice, you know, the neighbors were, were, were nice, and um, traveling from Surulere was kind of straightforward. I would yeah. um, walk five minutes to the bus station, I would yeah. just get a bus straight down to, to the front of um, Goethe Institute yeah, yeah. Uh, on, the, on the island. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, getting buses sometimes were hard, yeah. and you had to, like, fight. Um, well, it's life. part of Lagos, yeah, you know. Um, yeah. Apart from that, pff, I didn't spend a lot. I didn't get no Lagos, you know. Okay, like, so it was just like you had those purpose what yes, you were there for, and exactly. you know. Okay. And you know, I kind of like I'm this kind of person that you know when I have a purpose, I just go for. It. I, I yeah. didn't try to like yeah. do other things on yeah. the side. So just try to focus. And uh, well, it's it's. I think it has to do with my mom. It has to do okay. with my upgrade, upbringing. Yeah. My mom would always say, "Run to your money, one share," which means that uh, you, yeah. you, you should always remember the son of who you, of whom you are. Yeah. I think that was actually one of the few um, um, mottos of my my life growing yeah. up. You know, I always try to make sure things I did, um, they they were always proud of it. So yeah, yeah. It kept me away from doing a lot of things I could have also been involved with. Yeah. You know, and. Um, so yeah, like I said, I didn't I didn't get to know a lot of people because I was kind of I I was kind of like focusing on my German language and getting to pass up the uh, exams, final exams yeah. and stuff. So I didn't spend a lot of time getting to know Lagos until I went back to Lagos um, after I had come to Germany. Germany yeah. But I think we'll get to yeah. that later. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, do you want to talk about your parents a little bit? But I mean, I I, I find it, I find it quite interesting as like I mean because I know you right like mm. maybe just like talk about like. In what kind of family setting did you grow up? 
Um, we, I, I grew up in, um, in a family of seven, so I have four siblings. Um, my dad and my mom, they are both Yoruba, and they try to speak, they, at least they try to t- teach us the language mm-hmm. um, in, in the ways they could. I could yeah. remember, I can, I, can, um, I can write very good Yoruba language today mm-hmm. because of my dad. Okay. So my dad, uh, like I said, he was a teacher. Yeah. So he knew the, the Yoruba language very well. So yeah. he knew how to use the intonations, how to use the the, the accents, the, the marks on the on the uh, alphabets. So he was actually the one that taught me how to do it, how to do that. You know, you would say something, then he would try to like explain to me how the how the, the word sounds yeah. and how to use the marks. Ah, nice. And um, yeah, like at home, we would speak Yoruba on, in school, maybe on the street. Sometimes you would speak um, English because mm-hmm. English is the official language. Um, my parents, they, my my mom was strict with us, mm-hmm. you know. My dad was easygoing. I can remember when we were in Ikadina, when, when my mom would travel away or travel somewhere else, um, we would... We would go to, we were always very happy when she wasn't around. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, because we knew from dad we would get everything we needed, you know. Yeah. Dad would always when we go to the, when we went to dad, dad, we need this, we we'll just give it to you, you know. Yeah. Dad, I need five naira or ten naira, you yeah. know. We we'll just give it to you without asking any questions. Yeah. You couldn't go to mom and ask that same thing. She'd be like, What do you need it for? Yeah. Have you haven't you eaten? We have rice in the fridge, you know. Um but my dad was easygoing, he was he was a very, very fun person. Um, he um, he always joked about everything, you know. He, he never took life so serious. I mean, yeah. he was a very serious person. He had to make sure that the family had something to eat. He had yeah. to fight for us, you know. He had to like struggle, but at the same time, when he got back home, we didn't we didn't see this this fight in his you know, in yeah. attitude in his yeah. face. Um, and that's how I grew. I mean, everybody has his own challenges to face, right? But Definitely. um, you don't have to like project it into the other, other people. people and that yeah. was what i learned from my dad yeah and my mom on the other side was just make sure that we become good people in life mm. you know um so she was kind of like strict with us yeah um but at the same time she's a loving mother she's mm. she's, she's 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 i don't know she's the best mother mm. you know and um they they then when we moved to Badon, that was when my my dad actually both of them they started doing they went into this bakery business so mm-hmm. they they got a bakery and they started baking bread, and that was what's that's what they're still doing today. Mm-hmm. And that's been we moved to about 1997, and it's 2020 So we've been doing it for 23 years, yeah. right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's that's what they've been doing. Like knowing them, really knowing them, that's what I've known them for. Right, you know, yeah. This, this bigger, bigger parents, so I would yeah. call myself, hey, my mom, babon bready, you know, yeah. my mom, but my mom bread is the son of the baker. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're lovely people, you know, they're lovely people. What I also know, what I learned from them is this hospitality of a thing. Mm-hmm. While growing up, we had a lot of space, you know, because we uh, because of the house, so yeah. there was a lot of space, a lot of rooms. Um, so we always had people living with us, like mm-hmm. cousins I had never met in my life. People I'd never met in my life, friends of friends of friends, <laughs> brothers, you know, they would just come to you by the and be like, Yeah, we need they needed some space, space to stay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no matter how long, my parents would just say, Yeah, you're welcome. Eat mm-hmm. our food, you know, you know. And um so they invested a lot of a lot of their hospitality in people. They invested a lot into people and um yeah. it's paying up it's paying off today, you yeah. know. Because if I wanted to go see any of these people, yeah. it would be very easy for yeah, me to just to talk to them that, and yeah. they could help me out. You know, I mean, when they were doing it, they were not doing it to exp- to get something, something back, back, but yeah, because they yeah. knew something, you know, they might need the help in yeah, the future, yeah. you know, and um, that was yeah. that was also one of the things I learned from my parents. But I think it's not even like because they knew they might need something from them in the future. It's just like, I mean, that's what family means, you know. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. I mean, these people were not actually not, we were not related to them, most of them. Okay. But, you know, they still yeah, took them yeah, up as a family, yeah, you know, as yeah, family members. Yeah. And I mean, it's also about this idea of like, okay, yeah, if you, I mean, if you have this, even if you don't have the space, but it's like, I mean, it's not going to hurt us, you know, like True. in that sense. So, True. yeah. So do you feel like this, this, um, basically like what your parents gave, you like i mean in yoruba this is i think there's going to be like a lot of yoruba happening in this um <laughs> episode but in yoruba they they say kind of like yes. how do you say that like, um 
if you have to translate that, it means no, no, like no, no wait, let's not get to the translation. Like, can mm. you say like the way the actual the the proverb is in Yoruba? I think I think that was correct. That was correct. Yeah, it yeah. seems correct to me. I mean, yeah. it sounded just like the way I've heard it before. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, what to record? Yeah, yeah. So the ideas like um the translation would be if they whatever they teach you at home like mm-hmm. you go back and teach yourself again Definitely. like even better you Definitely. know yeah i think it applies to a lot of things in life like if mm-hmm. someone is teaching you something you take that thing and then you try and also translate it into your own life and yes. you know like just make it better so do you feel like you've you've taken like that those the the kind of lifestyle and the mottos and the um what was important for your parents what they gave you along as a child like you took that and you um you are still applying that into your life today definitely definitely i mean um what what i would always tell people is you know listen to people listen to what when people tell advice you to do something pick it up um you don't have to accept it mm. you know, try to ref- re- reflect on this advice yeah. and um try to work on it and see if it actually works for you or yeah not, you know i definitely. mean you can't just keep ad- um, taking up each advice you get from yeah. everybody and yeah. um so I would definitely say yes. A lot of things my parents taught me, I picked them up, but then I thought, I f- reflected on them, yeah, and I tried to like take those ones that actually would work for me today yeah. in my situation, yeah. in my context, yeah. you know, yeah. and um, and maybe also try to do do better, yeah. you know, in definitely. some cases. So definitely. definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's I think that's really important. Mm. Yeah. Then you went to Lagos with a basically like you went to Lagos to get something so that you can go ahead with something else so let's get into that um yeah so after my school um my uncle who had been living here in Germany for as I then for I think 15 16 years he came to Nigeria so he was he was, he brought up the idea of me moving to to Germany you know like studying in Germany and uh, yeah I welcomed the idea that was the reason why I actually started learning German in mm. the first place so after I, I I was at the German school for a year, um, I the final exams I passed them, I, and um, then I have also had some issues with the visa, but that's another yeah. story for another but, day. But anyway, can I ask something? What um, if that didn't happen with him proposing that offer? Yeah. What would you have been like? What was your plan? Well, my I I had plan B and plan C's, right? I mean, I couldn't just put all my eggs in yeah, just one basket. Yeah. So I, I, apart from learning German, I also had like the, the, the jump. Um, mm-hmm. um, so actually, which I passed. Yeah. I, I had my, my school results were very good. So actually I, I, if the German thing had not worked out, yeah. I would have studied in Ger- in Nigeria. What would you have studied? Um, I planned to study computer science. Okay. So it has always been my dream yeah. to study computer, computer science, science and to okay. become a software engineer. Okay. And um, yeah, that, I think that was what I would have done in, okay. in, in Nigeria. Okay. Maybe I would be living in Lagos today. Maybe I would have stayed back in Ibadan. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, I mean, and where did where did your um your passion for like the for computer science came from like did you have anyone around you that was doing that kind of thing that you found interesting or was it even going to like cyber cafe and like oh yeah like you know <laughs> <laughs> cyber cafe yeah um my first computer i got it from the from the same uncle yeah he actually brought down the tower computer um it was a very slow windows 98 computer <laughs> um i think that was year 2001 and there was this 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 uncle that i got to know that was uh, he studied um computer science as well so yeah. he was a computer engineer he was working with a lot of with um, with hardware yeah. so he knew his way around you know okay. when screwing up yeah. computers uh, and yeah. trying to fix yeah. things and stuff so i always spent some time with him because i was interested yeah generally you know i was interested in technical stuff so um and when i got this computer i always tried to play around yeah. we also had a neighbor um who was working uh, for some computer um shop so they actually they, they got a lot of um designs to be done a lot of um um stories to be written down you know mm-hmm. types so uh, i always sat down beside him to watch how he was doing these things you mm-hmm. know so I, I actually had a lot of interest um in computers yeah, already. Uh, okay. when i was 10 okay. 11 yeah until i got my first um my my my, my first um computer so i also played yeah. around with that then i think 2003 2004 that was when the internet started getting popular in yeah. nigeria yeah and there's two, there was this cyber cafe just like one minute away from my house. Yeah. So I would also go there, you know, check what, what people were doing yeah. and just watch and, you know, learn from people. Yeah. And um, 
it got to a point that I spent a lot of time at this <laughs> cafe that people actually believed I was working there. Oh wow! Yeah, and um, some people were actually ask me for them, um, for, um, ask me to help them because um, I was I became very fast in typing. So, ah. Yeah, so they would ask me, hey Jide, could you please help me out? I need to write this letter or this email, but I'm slow and you know my time is running. So, yeah. And I would help them. So the 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 um, fascination for computers has always been there, you okay. know, for a long time. Yeah. And it was then I knew. I had to do something with computers, you yeah, know. Yeah. And my 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 mathematics knowledge was quite good mm-hmm. or ability. So um, it was like, well, computers with mathematics. That's yeah, the only yeah, option for me, it, you know, to become yeah. a computer scientist or at least an engineer. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. Yeah. So I mean, you were speaking about the visa process, and you said the story for another day, but I think it's a story for today. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, where do you start? Well, I applied for the German for the German students visa and I, I he got rejected. Okay. Um, with the same reason they mostly they always give, give they always to people. Give. Yes, it's with like, the fear that you will not come back. Exactly. <laughs> they, no, actually, it's not. It's not the fear of not coming back. It's the fear of, of not going there to study. Ah, okay. You know, like okay. we write, we don't believe you're going there for the purpose you so applied for. Ah, you know? okay. And without any reason. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. They don't have a reason to believe, but yeah. you just want you know you just wanna frustrate your life. Yeah. That's how I see it. Shout out to the German uh, consulate in Lagos. Shout out to you guys. <laughs> We're going to send this episode to you. So um, listen carefully, you know, like, I mean, this is the, this is it, you know, like we, we just take feedback, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, well, the, the thing is they would say they don't make decisions. The, the, the German alien authority well, here makes the decision. Allegedly, uh, yeah. I mean, we can't yeah. prove it. So, yeah. um, they would say they would send your documents down to Germany yeah. and they would now be the ones to make the decisions, yeah. which I don't believe till today because it's impossible, you know. I mean, from I've what been... I've heard, it's both sides, okay. But I think, uh, from what I heard, like it's like both sides, but the um, the authority in Germany, I think, like has a bigger say, yes, in definitely, it, yeah, definitely. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't believe that actually they send all the applications down to Germany. Oh, they do. They it's not like they send it like uh, <laughs> I don't work for the German consulate, but you know, <laughs> um, it's not like they actually send the documents like the the yeah, whole yeah, file. Yeah. But they they actually have a system. Okay. And and because I mean I I worked at the Goethe Institute in Lagos and mm-hmm. I also used to have the German consulate come down and we used to have info sessions on studying in Germany. So what happens is like so they have like the system where they uh, basically like um, send the document to them like online Mm -hmm. and every alien authority has to, they have to like approve it or basically reject it or whatever. Okay. But, and then what they say is like, and that's where also the difference comes in between some people get their visa very fast and some people takes long. They, they say like there are some cities that they are just slow. And you have okay. to actually send them reminder, like, guys, oh, okay, okay. please, you know, so do your job. So the alien authorities in yes. the cities. Yes. Okay. So they get those files and they have to approve, or like they have to leave a comment, basically, mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm. of. And, I mean, this is what I've, I've been told and this is what I understood from the sessions I've had with the, them. The application was rejected. So um, my uncle had to get a lawyer here mm. to um, reappeal. Mm. And it took them for, I don't know, this com- um, back and forth. But, yeah. It was like two months, so I was just sitting down at home in Ibadan doing nothing Aww. because um, school, ha- school, Let's you know, dangerous school that oh, not no resumed, and I yeah. was done with the German course, so I was just you know in Ibadan, and yeah. um, then you Were know. Were you going I was, to the cyber cafe a lot? <laughs> I spent a lot of time that, in cyber yeah, cafe actually, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I can remember, you know, speaking to the German lawyer here. My uncle would sit down there; he would be the one translating. So. It, mm. The lawyer would speak to my uncle in in, in English. Yeah. My uncle would translate uh, in German, rather. Yeah. Then he would translate to me in English. Mm. And um, anyway, I got the visa, so yeah. I had just two days. Wow. Yes. Why do I have two days? Because there was this entry exam I had to write in Germany. Yeah. Um, called um, Feststellungsprüfung. Yeah. Um, you had to write that, you know, to for them to know to access you. It's like an assessment test. Yeah. To to know okay for which level German for which level you're gonna fit in. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So I had to. I had only two days, like to buy everything, to pack my load and buy a ticket and just yeah, and just get leave, off Nigeria. Yeah. So I didn't have enough time to actually say goodbye to my friends. Mm. And you know the Nigerian way is when you're traveling out, you don't tell anybody. Ah, yeah, secret, yeah. secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I I just drove down to Lagos with my I think with my mom. Mm. We got a ticket, 
then two days later I was I was in Turkey, you know. Yeah, Turkish um, Airlines. Shout out to Turkish Airlines. <laughs> I, I mean, they're still making life easy for for, yes, for people, definitely, right? Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, this I, is not sponsored, by the way. None of this is sponsored. <laughs> let's be clear. But if you want like, sponsorship, please, you know, we yeah. open, we open. <laughs> um. So from Turkey, I like we moved to um we flew to um Istanbul from Istanbul to Düsseldorf. Yeah. And that was. So I, I I arrived in Germany on the first of August two thousand and eight. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, and my exam was on the second of August two thousand and eight. Wow. So it was kind of like very stressful yeah. for me. I got home in the I think in the morning. So yeah. I sl- I actually slept the whole day because you know I was so excited I couldn't yeah. sleep overnight. Yeah. It was my first flight. Yeah. Um. Ever. Yeah. So it was very very exciting for me. And when we got to Turkey, I saw a lot of white people, and I was like, whoa, whoa. oh my god. <laughs> This is a new world, you know, and um, and then when I got to the sort of, I couldn't find my 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 luggage didn't arrive. Oh shit! So I was inside waiting um for them to tell us what to do. Yeah. And outside, my uncle was looking for me. I didn't have a telephone number. Yeah. So he couldn't reach me. He didn't yeah. know if I had yeah. actually arrived or not. Yeah. So it was it. I don't know. Like two hours later, I was just wow. you know looking, looking around, yeah. roaming around, asking questions, trying to like check the pro um, and yeah. the um, protocol yeah. to see if my name was on the list or not of people that arrived in Germany. Yeah. And uh, well, after a lot of back and forth, right, they yeah. actually told him, "Yeah, he's on the list. He might be inside. You know, still waiting." Anyway, we we found each other and we were on the streets. Like we started driving home, and the first thing I noticed were the roads. You know, mm-hmm. like the German roads, like the highway. There was mm-hmm. no pothole anywhere. <laughs> was that doing? No, it wasn't doing. It was just you know, easy going. And that was the first few things my uncle told me was like. In Yoruba, he said, yeah, shori, shori titi, which means, do you see the streets? Yeah. No pothole, yeah. nothing. Yeah. People are, you know, just driving straight without trying to, like, uh, yeah. divert away from yeah. potholes. And, you know, um, that was the very first thing I, I noticed about, about uh, the first difference I knew. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, 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 got, I got to see, you know, and, um, yeah, that was, that was my first day in Germany. You know, we got home. Oh, yeah, the second thing. Was yeah. <laughs> was um sparkled water? Yeah, sparkling I know, it's, water. It's, it's yeah. very very funny because yeah. he said, "You want water?" I said, "Yeah, please give me some water." And he, well, I didn't know what sparkle, yeah. sparkling water was. Yeah. Um, and he gave it to me. I drank. I was like, "Hmm, this water tastes different." And it was like it was with gas. I was like, "Hmm." <laughs> or oh, you bought people, you know, which means <laughs> white people. people. Yeah. And um, yeah, I went to bed. I slept almost the whole day because I was very tired. Then the next day, I had to go write this exam. Mm. And yeah, that was that was that was the first day of my life, my life in Germany. Germany. How yeah. did the exam go? Um, not so good. <laughs> <laughs> it because, happens. Yeah, I mean, um, because I I wasn't I wasn't prepared well enough. You know, yeah. I didn't have enough time to actually to prepare myself. Yeah. I I had spent like I don't know three four months at home doing not learning German mm. anymore. So um, the the things I had learned were fading away already, yeah. unfortunately, and um. So the first exam didn't go well, so I had to redo the exam. I think three months later, and the second one I did was so good wow. that I I had the chance to like um, skip one class. Oh, cool! You know, so it was like the people that I, that I, I was actually meant to start with. Yeah, I joined them later. Okay, so it was like okay. you know I didn't waste time. Yeah, um, it was okay. like time I, uh, I nice, went back nice. later. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then you're now in Germany, yes. this new life. Where were you living? Were you living at your uncle's place? Yes, yeah. At the beginning, I was staying with my uncle. Um, He lives um, also in the west, just like when I was away yeah. from me. Um, Yeah, I was staying with him the first year because I wasn't allowed to work. Yeah. Um. So he had to, like, like he was the one sponsoring so, me. He was yeah, the one um, yeah. paying my, my bills and stuff. I didn't have any bills to pay anyway. But him, yeah. Like, you know, course, um, transport yeah, money yeah. and stuff. So yeah, and um, till today I'm still very grateful for what yeah. he's done. I mean, he would always be like my father here. Yeah. He is my father here anyway, yeah. and um, yes. Yeah. So um, can I ask like just we're just gonna go back a little bit. So why was it that you were the one that came? I mean, you said like you have four other siblings, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why was it you and um, not like your sisters or mm-hmm. your brother, or was it like maybe it was just the age thing that fit in at that moment or? Um, it was, it was time, well, mm-hmm. age, it was time because when he came home, he was, um, when, that was when my grandma died. 
mm. like his mom. Mom, yeah. And um, he came home for the burial ceremony, and um, that was when I was writing my final exams. You know, okay. I was sixteen. Yeah. I was writing my final exams in in school, so he was like, "Yeah, actually, it's it's perfect timing, you know." Yeah. Um. So if you're done with your school, which was like I think was like two month two months mm-hmm. to be done, with my final exams, so he was like, hey, "If you don't mind, you can actually go start." Yeah. yeah. In German, so. It was just time, you know. It could have yeah. been my brother. Yeah. But my brother had started studying. So, my yeah. sister also had started studying. Yes, exactly. My my younger sister's best too young. Mm. So I think it was just age and time, you mm. know. It was just like mm. the perfect timing for me. So, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm. So uh, what was the experience of like finding your food in Germany? And um, like, let's say like the first year. Mm. What was it like? Um, the first year was, was, was kind of like also very focused, mm-hmm. you know, because... Well, when I was living in Nigeria, you know, your parents would sit you down and would be like, yeah, you should try to, like, remember where you're coming from. You know, what I said earlier on, run to your money, tea, one day, you know. And, um, so what I did mostly in the first year was learn German. German, mm-hmm. German, because I uh, was going for this intensive course for a year. Yeah. It's called um, Student Colleague. Yeah. Um, so I was there for a year. So it was basically from my uncle's home. In the morning, around 7 o'clock, I would, I would take the train. The train ride was um, 45, 50 minutes to Dortmund. So I would drive, I would um, take the train down there. Um, after school, back home. So it was basically just school, home, oh, school, yeah. home. I didn't yeah. have any other friends. The friends I made back then were from school. Mm-hmm. So those were the ones I was actually, I was learning German with. Yeah. You know, yeah. The little German we could speak, we were just speaking with each other, you know. Yeah. We were practicing, and, yeah. um, but after school, I mostly just went home because, yeah. you know, I didn't want it to get too late and I didn't want my uncle to, work, to right. get worried. Yeah. And yeah, that was the first year. So it was just me getting to know the, the, the new environment I was in, mm-hmm. getting to know the new people, the new culture, and mm. um, trying as much as possible to also stay in Nigeria in some way, you know. Like, okay. Was it uh, like a conscious effort? No, I wouldn't say it was conscious. It was, it was, well, according to when I was in Nigeria, my, my German teacher, a German woman, she, she said to us like she's traveled around the world and mm-hmm. she's never seen, um, people as most flexible as Nigerians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just kind of like fit in, <laughs> yeah, and without stress, without effort. Yeah. Um, so it was, you actually applied to me, okay, you know. So when I, when I came to Germany, it wasn't, I knew I was in a new country, yeah, but I didn't feel like I wasn't. Like, I didn't feel something very, very special. Like, oh, okay. my God, I have to, like, put in a lot of efforts into yeah. achieving whatever. I just felt yeah. like, okay, it's a, new com- it's a new country. You have to go to school. You just have to do it, you know? Yeah, So yeah. I wasn't, like, trying to force myself into doing things I was doing. It was just, okay. like, coming, okay. you know, one at a time. And, uh, yeah. 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 Interesting. So then um, you were at your uncle's place and uh, then at some point you started university and you yeah. started like living your own life. <laughs> um, yes, sort of. So the first year I was still staying with my uncle at first yeah. year of the university um, because I had not found a place uh, like a, a, um, a room or an apartment in Dortmund where I studied. I yeah. studied in Dortmund, studied um, computer science. So yeah, that was when I first... I first I started making German friends, you know, mm-hmm. like people I was studying with. Most of the people in my learning group were, mm-hmm. were Germans, and then yeah, then I found I found an apartment. I found a job um, at the fast food restaurant where I was working, and I was you know paying my 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 rent and my mm-hmm. my tuition or whatever they would call tuition. You know, this yeah. amount we would have to pay. Yeah. Um, yeah so that was that was the. The first my 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 life as a as an independent person, you know. Yeah. I was I was twenty twenty, twenty one, twenty one. Okay. Twenty yeah, twenty one, yeah. Okay. Then mm. you're working, making money, yeah, taking care of your bills. How did exactly. that feel? Uh I felt like I was free. I felt okay. like I was um independent. Yeah. Like I've said. I felt like um I had to like know how to spend money now like mm-hmm. you know since i'm making my money i yeah. know how i came about this money yeah so i had to like you know spend cautiously mm-hmm. i couldn't just spend anyhow yeah and, uh, i've been a, i've been a type that actually doesn't doesn't waste doesn't yeah. just spend anyhow anyway my mom would always say out of her five children i'm the only one that doesn't um 
uh, spend a lot or doesn't um, need a lot of That's things, you know. So I'm this yeah. kind of person that was, I've always been very modest and kind of like minimalistic growing up. So it was, it was very easy for me, to, you know, to, to keep my money aside and spend only the ones I actually had to spend, yeah. you know. And, um, yeah. 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 So that was how my adult life started. <laughs> Is there any take that something that you took out of that first, like the, the the beginning of the adulthood, let's say, that when you think about it now, like this is something that you know I kind of that I kind of took along with me. But I mean, if there's nothing, it's also okay. I mean, yeah, I I I I had to like learn a lot of things on my own, you know, like. There was no parents around to ask questions. I mean, you could always call them and ask them questions, but you know, um, I just wanted to make sure I was I was actually on my own, independent, mm. completely. So um, going to work, I had to like um, rule, make my 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 appointments myself. Yeah. You know, put down my yeah. appointment, make calls. You yeah. know, um, go to school, put down all uh, my my lecture um, appointments plan, together, yeah, plan my plans yeah. together, and um, yeah, it's just it's just growing up. You know, trying to like. Um, do things on your own without mm. the help of some older person. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, that's that's basically just trying to like be independent. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah, and then you talked earlier about like making friends. Like, what has the process been for you making friends? And um, when you look about like the beginning of coming to Germany and now, um, what's changed in that sense? Mm. For me personally, nothing, not much has changed mm-hmm. because I'm a kind of person that just, I just smile at a person and the person just becomes friend with me. Is it? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just felt kind of natural for me to make friends around, you know, um, mm. I kind of like have this antenna that when I see someone as nice, yeah, I kind of like click with the person yeah. and we just become friends. And, you know, the first few friends I made. Um, when I started studying, they were like, we 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 met after a lecture or kind of like sat beside each other, kind of. And then after the lectures, we were like, hey, guys, we, do you want us to form a learning group? Mm, okay. And from there on, we just became friends and okay. we would do things after lectures or, you know, meet on weekends and stuff. So it was kind of like natural for me to, to make friends. You know? I wasn't yeah. having difficulties talking to people. I wasn't, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm the most social person ever, yeah. but it was kind of, easy and natural for me to make yeah. friends around here. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, studying, being in the university setting, and you said, like, you have to, um, like, becoming independent and doing your own thing. Did you find it um, easy to deal with, the years that you studied? Um, or was it, like, um, I don't know, like, was it difficult for you, or was, like, you know, you just dealt with it, like, you know? Um... University wasn't easy. <laughs> it wasn't easy at all. Um, why? Because you know, I I had to study. I had to work. You know, pay my bills. Yeah. So um, combination of both was not that easy for me. Um, most of the German friends I knew, or most of the people I knew back then, they they got like this um bafig or their yeah, parents were rich, yeah. so they didn't have to um, worry about money yeah, or generally yeah. just focus on the studies. Yeah. But for me, it was different. So um, I had to like fight. I have to like struggle. Mm, I mean, go to work. Go to work. work. Right. Try to yeah. make sure that my 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 lectures don't collide with yeah. my work um, plans hours, and stuff. Yeah. Work hours. Um, but it was okay. I mean, it wasn't easy because of the language barrier as well. Yeah. Um, you learning German, passing the exams doesn't make you the perfect German speaker. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. speaking the language doesn't mean you actually would you would understand yeah. what the professor is saying in the school. Yeah. Um, you know, the ones we learned at the schools were basically German day-to-day German life, yeah. you know, German and language knowledge. But when you go to the, to the university and the professor would use some, even some, even more technical stuff, yeah. words, and you'd be like, huh, you wouldn't understand. And that was where my friends came into, um, into play because mm-hmm. they were the ones I would go to. I'd be yeah. like, hey, this guy said this, this thing, could you please explain to me, to me yeah. better? Because, yeah. you know, it was their language, it was easy for them to understand these yeah. things. Yeah. So um, it, was, it wasn't so easy, you know, trying to like get the get the, the, the these new technical words. Mm-hmm. But with time, you know, when you get to hear the same word every time and you yeah. knew what it meant, yeah. it was kind of easy. Yeah. So it got it got easier with time, but at the beginning it was very difficult yeah. due to, to the language barrier. Yeah. And then, of course, due to the fact that the, the education system here in Germany is kind of different mm-hmm. from Nigeria, I felt like in Nigeria, um, I felt it was easier for me. Okay. You know, in school, I, I mostly didn't learn to pass my exams, you know. 
Like oh. I didn't practice a lot brush okay. past my exams. Okay. I would actually represent my school back in the days. Ah. You know, I would. I like I said, I was I was kind of like a math. I was good ish in mathematics, <laughs> and um, I thought I used to tell myself I was really good in mathematics. You know, <laughs> um, my my final exams in Nigeria were very good. So until I got to Germany and I started yeah. studying, that one, that was when I knew, oh, I am not good at all. <laughs> um, so university mathematics was completely different, different from what I, what I yeah. learned in school. So I mean, I can't compare because I never went to the university in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, but I could say the first two semesters they were like kind of basic mathematics and mm. they were really difficult for me. You know? Wow. Yeah, and um, apart from the language barrier, the educational system is kind of like complicated, more complex here. Yeah. You know? yeah. And. Um, so I had a lot of, you know, struggles getting along. Mm. But like I said, with time, with talking to people, with practicing with other people, you know, mm. not being alone on your own, mm. um, it kind of like got yeah. easier with time. Yeah. 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 So after uni, like, um, what was the, like getting a, a job, a professional job? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to skip the part of like, I mean, I think you've already talked about like the uni time and all of that. So getting your first job out of uni, like how, what, how was that process? Um, it was actually easy. I think I think I'm a l- lucky person. Um, it was actually I got my job before I was done with the university. Okay. It was at the trade fair, a job trade fair where some companies came and they were looking for um, you know, young professionals. Mm. And there was this um e-commerce company, small company in Dortmund that was also represented there. I just went there, just wanted to know what they were doing. You know, I was just walking around talking to people. Then um, I the Fortunately for me, that day, the CEO was there of the mm. company. So he kind of like gave me a small interview. He wanted to know what oh, I was okay. doing. Yeah. And um, I told him I was I was studying computer science. And um, when I was in, at the university, after I left this um, fast food restaurant, yeah. I was working at the, at the, at the chair. It's called um, for robotics. So they were like doing okay. a lot of stuff in robotics. The university. And the university. Mm. So I was working at the um, department for robotics. And so that was the first few um, software um, engineering or software programming mm. experiences I had. Mm. I had gathered. So it was one. Of, it was actually one of the good things that I that helped me on my CV. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. I, I was able to see I have some few practical yeah. experiences yeah. with um, computer um, engineering, and um, he liked me. Um, yeah, that was how I got the job. So okay. I went for the real interview. I think a week or two weeks later, I got the job. I was. I started working in the job in uh, November 2013. And my bachelor's, I still I was still writing my bachelor thesis okay. until December, yeah. end of December yeah. 2013. So actually, I had started working on the job even before I was done with the university. So now I want to talk about um, yeah, your passion, mm-hmm. right? Like, how did that, I mean, like, I know you're a big music fan, and um, how did that come about? So I'm, I'm interested in your passion. I'm also interested in, um, after we talk about the passion, I'm interested in you going back home to, like how often you went back home to Nigeria and what the experience has been for you. Um, my passion is, is cooking. Is it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I knew you were not expecting that. Um, I just tell myself, actually, it's not only cooking, it's, it's, um, my passion is having kids. I don't know. It sounds, really? it sounds Oh my kind God. Of it's That's like so... it's like taking care of kids. Oh, maybe you should become like a, a I mean, kindergartner. Yeah. yeah, I know, I know, I know. But, I mean, we can do like programming for kids or something. That would be cool. Hmm. Uh, That's the thing. I'll yeah. think about that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I just, I just feel joy, you know, when I have kids around, and as long as they don't walk yet and they kind of like run around and shout, I mean, I'm still <laughs> good with them. Um. But I always tell I always tell people if I had not become a software engineer today I would I would have been become a chef or something. Okay. You know, and if that had not worked out then I would have become a kindergartner. So okay. I had like a plan B and C okay. of what I could have become <laughs> in life. Um but I think I'm just I'm I'm happy, I'm I'm grateful I'm a computer yeah, engineer yeah. today. Um so my passion, my passion. Well, music. I mean yeah. I'm Nigerian, right? I'm Yoruba I'm a Yoruba person, right? So Wait, wait, wait. Are you a Yoruba man with a Yoruba worldview? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Kind of provocative. Um, what is the Yoruba worldview? I don't know. I heard it somewhere. Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, so, you know, being a Yoruba, Owambe is like standard. Yeah. It's like, it's Wait, just part Owambe, of it. Owambe is like, what's the meaning of Owambe? 
it's kind of hard to explain. Um, where if, if you have to di- directly translate it, it means it is there, mm-hmm. which means um, party, which yeah. means you know life of the life, life of, of the dancing, party, yeah, you know, music yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So growing up in Nigeria, I I had always been involved with music um, in church. You know, I was also dancing. Mm, I used okay. to I used to be part of a dancing group. And my friends and I would you know like learn some dance moves and teach each other <laughs> dance moves at home and listen to music. So music has always been part of me, yeah. um, like ever. Mm. Um, growing growing up, I always watched my dad dance. You know, okay. he, would, he would show us what they were dancing in the eighties and what, in the seventies. Did your dad used to listen to? Uh, my dad used to listen to a lot of disco fox. Okay. Um, disco music generally, or he would listen to a lot of um, Akpala, you know, yeah. um, Fuji. Yeah. He also liked Fela Kuti a lot. Okay. And um, there was this this dance, I don't know if it's, if it's a thing for real, but he called it Palongo. Okay. You know, when you're moving your legs and <laughs> kind of like funny. So you always showed us, showed, showed this dance so, moves to us. So, and, um, uh, Jude is going to make a short Insta video for us where I he's doing Palongo. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, my dad would say, yeah, you don't remember when we were young, when we were your age, we were dancing palongo, you know, and he would start demonstrating this palongo yeah. dance to us. And uh, so, like I said, music and dancing and, you know, generally has always been part of me um, mm. growing up. And um, in church, you know, you would go to church, you would um, sing along with the choir. Yeah. Uh, so you did that? Yeah, actually, I yeah. actually, I tried. <laughs> I wasn't the best singer, but, you know, I tried singing. And I was playing music instruments. So I was okay. actually playing the conga or the um, the drum set. Yeah. Then, um, yeah. Then I moved to Germany. Then uh, I listened to music a lot. Like, actually, it was one of my my refuge. Mm. You know, when I was stressed, I would just yeah. listen to music to just calm down. Nigerian music. Yes, yeah. music, mostly Nigerian music. Yeah. And... Back then, it wasn't even a thing here in Europe. You yeah. Know, I, would, I would always stream them online or download them. Yeah. And then I had this small MP3 where I had a lot of Nigerian music <laughs> on it. And, um, yeah, so then I grew I grew, grew, grew up this fashion. So what I also noticed what was when I would, when I would go to a party, a Nigerian yeah. party, like a private one, somewhere yeah. maybe from invited by friends, I would yeah. always take over the music. Okay. So they will be like, yeah music will be playing in the background so I'll be the one choosing the songs to play next and you know just keep the vibe going um but I never thought it someday that I would actually kind of make it a profession yeah I wasn't thinking I would become someday I would become a DJ yeah um so that kind of like came into place accidentally how how, how accidentally like it was just like oh today why didn't you try it out was it someone that said it that you were like okay let me just try this thing out uh, it was actually a, a DJ um, that that noticed me because oh I forgot to say I think it's, it was an influence for my dad dancing mm-hmm. dancing mm-hmm. as well has been a part of me and um, so wait today has a lot of you have cooking you have dancing you have music my goodness and the thing is like today is really good in all of those things like so <laughs> and then there are people like us like we're, we're still trying to find we're, we're trying to find the passion yeah. <laughs> Okay, okay. Um, so dancing as well has been, you know, something I also liked, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy doing. So anytime we would go to parties here in Germany, you know, I would just dance. I would just mm. take the stage and just start dancing on my own, you know, just careless, you know, mm. just enjoy the music, enjoy the yeah. vibe and be happy, you know. And then there was this DJ that was playing, that used to play in Cologne. He would come, I would go to the parties because it was one of the best parties we had here in Cologne. And he would notice me, would see me. You know, because this yeah. guy is always dancing. Yeah. So um, he wrote me up on, on Facebook. I don't know how he found me. We had a lot of common friends. So he kind of mm. like found me. He wrote me. was like, yeah, um, he, he has been seeing me. He had been seeing me on, on at his parties. If I would also, if I was a DJ as well, you mm. know, because I, I, I knew a lot of songs. songs you know? yeah, I was always yeah. singing along when he played, yeah. played the songs. So he thought I was a DJ because uh-huh. how could just someone, yeah, you know, a random yeah. person know so much about music and stuff. And I was like, actually, I'm not a DJ, but I wouldn't mind being one. Yeah. Because I'm very familiar with the, with the music from, from Africa or West Africa generally. So that was how the whole idea came up, came mm. about. And that was um one and a half years ago. Mm. 
so he told me what what kind of instrument I should buy, where I, I could learn. He would, um, you know, give me some tips. I would make a mix, send mm-hmm. it to him. He would give me some feedback. So okay. I would work on that. Wow. And that was how DJ Friga came to life. DJ Friga. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> my stage name. And, um, <laughs> Let's talk about, like, when was the first time you went back to Lagos, uh, <laughs> Lagos to Ibadan or, like, to Nigeria after you moved here? Um, the first time I moved back, I went back was 2010. That was, like, two years after I had come here. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's pretty early i mean yeah maybe when you come and study it's a bit different but i feel like for me like obviously mine was like a bit different yeah but like yeah. um for me because it was it was kind of like i had to go back home why because my family or family is there my yeah parents yeah, are there. yeah that's so, true um and I had started working at this fast food restaurant, so mm-hmm. I was I was able to gather some money, money together yeah, yeah. to be able to buy the tickets and stuff. Yeah. So and the first time I went back home was kind of like exciting, you know, getting mm-hmm. getting to see my old friends. Everybody was around. Yeah. My mom was very happy seeing me again after two years, and um, I mean we had been talking on the phone, yeah, of course. Of course. Um, but it wasn't like seeing me, you know, live, and yeah. um, it was it was fun. It was fun being back home. Spent a lot of times with my old friends back in, you know, the friends I I had back in school or mm. on the streets, and uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. It was really cool back being back home. But at the same time, that was when I started noticing, okay, my my mentality has started changing. Okay, you know, like I was hanging out with them, but at the same time, they had moved on. I had moved on with yeah. my, you know, so I had a lot of things to tell them about Germany. Yeah, but um. I kind of like noticed like the, the the humor was changing, you know, yeah. like the vibes were changing kind of, and um, yeah, over the time it just just got, faded out, faded out, yeah, you know, and, um, yeah. yeah, but it was exciting, like I said, you know, I was I was happy being back at home, um, after two years, and um, yeah, you know, I'd gotten taller, it's gotten a little bit fatter, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, they were also very happy to see yeah. me again. It was fun. Yeah, that's it's cool. like you try to go home every year, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. I I try to make sure I go home at least once in a year. Yeah. And it's mostly around that Christmas period yeah. because that's when most people in Europe try to go home. <laughs> and actually, the reason why I go home at that period of time is because um, it's Christmas. Yeah. Everybody's at home. You yeah, know, my that's brother true. that works yeah. in another state comes to yeah. Ibadan. You yeah. know, everybody's like man at our parents' place. Yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. at home, so it's kind yeah. of fun. Yeah. So, um, it's actually one of the reasons why I go home at that period mm, of time. And there's mm. a lot of things happening in, in, mm. in Nigeria, Lagos, Ibadan, in December. Yeah, in so. December, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So, I want to touch on the, the topic religion mm-hmm. and how, for you, because you talked about you going to church and singing, dancing, having also like a group of friends from there, and um, like also being in Lagos at your cousin's place and, you know, going to church there. How is it for you now here? Like, um now in germany as your did it like has there been any shift in that sense when it comes oh, yeah. to that a lot yeah. a lot a lot um when i first moved to germany i could remember the first few months um, when i was staying with my uncle i was trying to find a church mm. and the churches i had around me were like catholic churches like you know these very um conservative catholic yeah. churches so and i also noticed that most people that went to church were like old people so I hardly found someone of my age, mm. you know, 18, 19 years old, actually going to church. Then uh, that was when I knew, okay, the, 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 the um, kind of like the way they see religion here, the way they go to church is kind of different from where yeah. I'm from. You know, in Nigeria, you go to church three, four times a week. Yeah. You know, it's like church is it's just part of your life. <laughs> yeah. And when I moved here, I couldn't find a church to go to. So um, over the years, you know, kind of like my, my frequency of going to church kind of like reduced. And um, today, as of today, I wouldn't know the last time I went to church. Okay. You know? Yeah, but is it just about, like, going to church or about, like, also, has there been a shift in um, in how you see religion or how you see church? Um, yes, there's been a shift. I, I, um, today, I am an atheist. Okay. Um, why did I become an atheist? It's because I, I started seeing things differently. As, as we said earlier on, you know... Um, your parents would teach you something and you're trying to like reflect on it and make it better. You yeah. Know? Like you would go to church in Nigeria, spend three, four days, a lot of hours in church. The people would teach you things. Pastors, pastors would say a lot of things. Mm. But you never had the opportunity to ask questions or, you know, to reflect mm. on them because you just had to accept them mm. because you just had to accept yeah, them. Yeah. You know, but here, 
me being on my own, being independently, I mean independent, I had a lot of time. I had a lot of reasons to ask questions. I had a lot of resources to look mm. into, you know, a lot of places to read stuff about. So um, it was it was kind of like, then I started reflecting on what, what the pastors had said back in the days, you know, like a lot of things that are said in the Bible or yeah. still saying today. I kind of like started thinking about them. I started like trying to like find the sense, you know, like a lot of them were not making sense or logical to me mm. anymore. So it was, I think it was kind of easier for me to say, nah, it okay. can't be right. It yeah. just can't be right what these people are saying, you know. Yeah. And I started making making my researches on my own, going on the internet, reading books, or reading stuff, articles about religion and yeah. how how people think, see this religion these days. And um, mm. it was kind of like, I don't know, but it just felt like the only thing I had to do was not to believe rather than mm-hmm. lie to myself and mm. you know like ask questions what does nobody answer these questions in the right yeah. way that would actually to, yeah. satisfy me yeah, yeah. so um then I, I get the sense that you've kind of been able to hold on to who you are over the years mm-hmm. basically like you know knowing like your identity as well and i think um there's like a difference also when you actually grew up in nigeria uh, when you grew up in nigeria and like you stayed there for so many years and then coming here it's a bit different um would but however would you say like i mean you already mentioned that with your friends like the the mentality had changed a bit would you say that um living in germany has influenced you a lot that you'd say you have a complete shift i mean of course with the religion you say already that there's it's have like it's had a big impact on you like with thinking and i mean looking at also what's happening now right now like in the world and Mm -hmm. um with the movement going on um how has that impacted you and also like living in Germany at this time and uh, being the person that you are, being a black person in Germany? Um, what I always tell myself or I tell people is I try and like, like, I know the, the Yoruba culture, the Nigerian mm-hmm. culture and um, the last 10 years I've, I've got to learn a lot about the German culture as well. Mm-hmm. Um, no culture is perfect. Yeah. It depends on the way you want to see it. Yeah. And, um, I try to like for take for me, I try to like take the best of from these cultures and you know kind of like mix them together and trying to make them mine, yeah, um, so I wouldn't say I'm Nigerian totally, yeah, um because I've been away for a long time, yeah, and at the same time, I wouldn't call myself German, okay, um because I just I'm not German, you know, yeah, and I don't want to be German. Um, I would say um, I would always tell people I'm Nigerian because yeah, that's where I grew up. That's yeah. my 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 first um, country yeah. of origin. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, that's where my family is. So yeah. that's where my heart yeah. is. I'm still Nigerian. I'm, I would always yeah. be Nigerian. Um, a shift, yeah. A lot of the way I I see things these days, the way I I kind of like um, um, approach things. Mm. Um, it's different, you know, when, when I compare to what I was doing back in the days. I mean, yeah. if I would now go back to Nigeria and live there for like six months and live here for in Germany for six months, then I would have a better comparison, you know. I was young, so of course I would think differently than yeah. I would do now. Um, but I mean, I, I also kind of like observe my friends, like the friends I still have back home, kind of like see the way they, they see things or, you know, the way they think. Um, it's kind of different from what, what I, how I would do it here in Germany, so... I kind of, like I said, I kind of, like, take best of from both cultures and yeah. try to make them. So, ready. what are your plans for the next years? What shall we expect from DJ Friga? <laughs> and um, also, like, your personal life. What's, do you, if you'd like to share, like, what's the, what's going, what's, what should we expect? What's going on? Let me see. Um, well, you expect more of DJ Friga, of course. I, I Because of this all this COVID-19 and pandemic, I started learning how to produce beats. So, um, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be rapping? I No, no, no. I don't rap. <laughs> I, don't, I don't rap. I don't, I'm, I'm more of beat production, you know, like okay. um, trying to like, produce beats, sending out to singers and mm. artists and maybe they can put some, some songs in it. And um, that's what I've been trying to work on. Uh. At the same time, I also try to make sure I get better with my DJing, you know, yeah. like, and uh, well that's my dj life like that's what i want to do for the next years get uh, better with my djing get my network even bigger do you want to quit your job no i don't think i'm gonna I, I think I could <laughs> or do maybe that. do it the other way around like dj as a full-time and then, and then side gig as a, as a computer yeah, yeah yeah i haven't thought of that um for now i think i 
just like sitting down and writing code. Okay. Um, maybe it's going to change in the next five years. Who knows? Who yeah. Knows? But I don't see myself being a DJ for life. Okay. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't um, fulfill my purpose. Okay. I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I enjoy, you know, going to work in the morning and sitting down on the computer and writing code and trying to like create things, you know, with the code I write. Um, but at the same time, I also enjoy doing music. Yeah. Um, so it's actually a good combination for me. Um, so my, my, for the next five years, I still see myself definitely as a computer engineer, mm. as a software engineer, as a software, software developer, but also as a DJ. But by, by that time, I think in five years time, I also see, I would definitely see myself as a producer as well. Okay. So, um, that's what I'm working on, you know, getting cool. better with my crafts, yeah. both yeah. in software engineering, but also as a producer, as a mm. music engineer. Mm. Cool. You can find you on Instagram yes. at DJ Friga, right? Yes, that's yeah. F-R-E-E-G-A-H. Yeah, so that's where you find today. And on his website as well, djfriga.com, right? Yeah. Yes, so there he always has. Thank you for listening to another episode of Valid Thoughts. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll tune in next time. Follow us on Twitter at ValidThoughtsCS and on Instagram at ValidThoughts underscore creative. Be the first to know when we drop something new and help us grow as well. I am your host, S. Until next time, remember, our thoughts are valid. Lives.